Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That intro music is an absolute bop. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fallout Bar. Day number three of the PDC World Championship. Myself, Jack Garwood, joined by Mr. Dan Simpson. Dan, how are we doing, buddy? Very, very well indeed. Thank you very much. That is the first time that I have been introduced by that funky little tune and I'm a big, big fan of it. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing what you can do with a royalty-free subscription somewhere. We just go, yeah, we'll have that one. Yeah, Thank you great. very much indeed. Uh, how is everybody in the chat room? Good to see all of you guys. Appreciate it is considerably later uh, than the rest of the tournament and we'll probably be the same tomorrow night given the break in proceedings for uh, the FIFA World Cup. They've had the third place playoff early this afternoon and then the final will take place tomorrow. So there will be another break between sessions, an earlier start for the afternoon and a later start for the evening. Uh, but nonetheless, we are here to review all of the action from day three uh, from the Alexandra Palace. Uh, Dan, let's start with just a quick question. This is the first time I spoke to you this week. How have you found the tournament so far, buddy? Oh, I'm loving it. It's, yeah, I do feel like Christmas is very much underway now in the Simpson household, now that the World Championships is up and running. Um, I, I, it's been great. We, what we haven't seen, I think, so far, and we'll get into it a bit later, is we, we've seen no big shocks. We've seen no big headline news. Um, it's been a little bit of sort of three days of as you were. But, you know... It, 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 the, the the event is upon us and I'm sure there are many, many more big stories to come. Yeah, well, I mean, we've had five seeded players play so far out of out of 32 that are going to play in, in round two in their, in their first game. We've only lost one of them, but even that one, and we'll definitely get onto this a little bit later, didn't really feel like much of an upset, like like much of a shock. Like that, It was a pretty much a coin toss before those two got underway. So like I said, there hasn't really been many of those big, big headlines. We've seen Alag and Pete Roby, John Rodriguez. We've had a couple of little games where you go, actually, that's a little bit su surprising because of their form here previously. But the rest of it hasn't really been anything stand out, like you say. No, um, I mean, you know, we are only on day three. This is the biggest um, darts tournament in the calendar in terms of games to play and things that can potentially happen. Um, and I think, as we know, well, we all know exactly how the draw unfolds. And it would be very surprising if in a few days' time we weren't having, let's say, a little bit more interesting topics to talk about um, than what we've got to review at this point. Yeah, and, and that probably leads us in quite nicely, Dan, to our first game of the evening. Uh, without being too disrespectful, uh, it was a solid uh, evening. I mean, afternoon, sorry. It gets a bit confusing when you've done eight. Um First game of the day, Martin Lukman, a comprehensive 3-0 victory over Nubahiro Yamamoto, despite trailing in every 
stat that you can bet on, basically. <laughs> they were level on double percentage. Uh, more ton 80s for Yamamoto. Highest checkout went his way as well, but it's Lukman that just stayed steady, uh, straighter, and got the job done in straight sets over his Japanese opponent. Yeah, I think it's just, um, I think the, the key word to sum it up is probably it's just consistency. Like, whilst, whilst the headline stats, as you say, weren't, weren't in his favour, um, Lukman, I think there's no doubt, was the the, the better dart player on, on the stage. And, and over the course of, of, of the match, that, that showed with, with the result. Um, he, he was there when he needed to be. He got rid of what he needed to get rid of. It was a, um, I use the phrase quite a bit, but it was a, it was a relatively professional performance, did what he needed to do, got through the game and, and, and on to uh, bigger and better things, I suppose. But yeah, he's, um, he's, got, he's got the potential, Martin Lukman. We've seen some really good things from him this year. And he is not an exciting prospect for a seeded player. When he's on his game, like you know, he, he when he's on his game and he does have a little bit of a of a sparkle in his eye, I think for a for a television tournament and for a big lit up stage and when the crowd gets behind him. So I think there's definitely more to come from Lukeman, but yeah, just consistency today, just just did just did the job that needed to be done and and, and got himself through. Yeah, I mean, I saw exactly what you're about firsthand in Leicester at the ground against Ross Smith. What an encounter that was. Lukeman coming out on the right side of that one, as you say, fired up, decent on the big stage. In those key moments, he just had it that little bit more. Um, he will be a handful for any seed that he comes up against. Let's talk about who he will come up against very quickly because it wasn't a massive amount to talk about in the game. We had Yamamoto's tops, tops for turning possibly the slowest ever attempt at a 9 dart, 180, 180, but not a lot else with the rest of that visit. Um, but he will take on Martin Schindler next. As you said, there's plenty more to come for Lukeman, and it's not a nice prospect for a seed to face him. How far can he go in this, knowing that he's got Schindler next and then potentially Michael Smith after that? Um, I, I think he can get past Schindler. Um, and and because of the way the draws worked out, I, I think that's going to be it for him, in, in all honesty, in this, in this event. Um, I do think, like I think in, in his game against Schindler, my... 50 pence will probably be on Martin Lukeman um, in, in that game. I think he does turn up for a big tournament. I think he's uh, he's certainly shown today that he can, you know, he can he can compose himself, get on stage, win a match. We know he can do that. Um, I do think, though, that if he meets a potential uh, or in a potential clash with a bully boy who... Many have tipped for the title. That that game would be a, a bit of a bridge too far for him. And it would be, let's be honest, one of the major upsets of the tournament if that were to happen. Yeah, it would indeed. Evening to everyone that is joining us in the chat room. As per, we are not ignoring you. We're going to try and get you to get involved with your score predictions when we look ahead to tomorrow night's action. Uh, we hope you're all well. We are obviously struggling a little bit for time, given that it's already 25 past midnight this evening. Uh, at the time that we're recording this, if you're watching or listening back. Um, so, yeah, we're not ignoring you guys. We can see what you're saying. I will comment on one thing, though, geez. The last thing anybody wants to see is me versus Josh Rock because I'll get my ass handed to me. <laughs> I certainly know where my 50 pence would be on that game. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> I think you'd have a bit more than 50 pence on the outcome of that one, Tan, and I think I know where it would go as well. Um, Absolutely. Right. As per, let's then hear from our match winner from match number one this afternoon. Uh, this is a short clip from his full interview with Martin Lukeman. Uh, as ever, those interviews are available in full on the YouTube channel that you're currently watching this show on right now. It did, 100%. I didn't think it was going to be, I thought it was going to be the same as match play, where it'd be a different ball game out there. I was like, well, I'm sitting there watching what's happening with the fans and all that. I've got to get my concentration next for the next round. Do you think that concentration that you spoke of maybe didn't help you produce your best game? Because like you say, you were looking around at the fans and everything like that. Yeah, 100% it didn't. Yeah, I was... There was no disrespect to him. I thought like, I was breezing there a little bit and my concentration went. It was a little bit of a slow play. I couldn't get my rhythm going. I was just going through the motions, looking about. Just, look, job done. Might have seen the next, just have it. The Anything else? <laughs> if you stood watching, whatever, whatever sporting event, whatever tournament in the world, can you rock up and just see? I was gonna, I was gonna say someone like 
a seagull chasing some chips, but that happens at the cricket as well. So that's probably your answer. It's just these two where fancy dress is acceptable and you just get on with it. Um, on to match, speaking of getting on with it, by the way, on to match number two. And this was a really, really good little battle between Simon Whitlock and Christian Perez. The two met at the Grand Slammer Darts a few weeks ago. Uh, Whitlock coming on top in that one, 5-3, when they met in the group stage. Um, but this one going all the way to a deciding set. Uh, Perez, the Asian Tour number one, pushing the Australian number two now. Um, pretty deep in this one, but it was once again uh, Simon Whitlock who progresses and just finds a way, as he often seems to do now. Yeah, and I, I didn't quite pick this, to be honest, or certainly in the way that, that it happened. And, and I think that... Um, that fourth set, um, for, for to, to get that level at two all, the the three nil win. I, I at that point I sort of, um, I, you know, I, I really started to believe. Really, I thought, well, you know, Perez is, um, you know, he's he's in with a with a, with a real chance, and Whitlock is is in a proper a proper match here. I think before that, I, I, I sort of apologies to to Christian Perez. I, I didn't give him much of a chance going into this. To be honest, I thought Whitlock would. Would breeze through it, and it was a lot more harder work than that. Really, that I had it paid for. To be honest, I, I thought it ended up being a really, really good and really entertaining game. Um, you know, we didn't see outrageous averages. We didn't, you know, we, the, the stats when you look back over them are staggering. Um, but again, I think what we saw was the the experience of of Whitlock showing. You know, he's he's been there and done that. You know, an awful lot of times. Now, I'm not sure how many times that is that he has now appeared on the Ali Pali stage in the World Championships, but it is up there with anybody else in the tournament, potentially the most, I'm not sure off the top of my head, in the tournament this year. Um, just a very professional performance. Yeah, he, got, he, he, he dug in and he just had too much in the end, but it, that game did get really exciting at 2 all. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, again, if, if you just look down stats tables, as sometimes we do at this time of night, and just go, bang, this is what we can see right in front of you. Tons, Perez throws more. Ton 40s, Perez throws more. Ton 80s, he throws more. Highest checkout, he's got it. Double percentage is where it slackens off a little bit. He actually had more darts at double than Simon Whitlock did. Nine from 35 in Whitlock's favour, 11 from 33. It's not very often we're going to sit here and talk about Simon Whitlock being outscored because that is his weapon. You think back to when he's taken out Michael Van Gerwen God knows how many times in a calendar year, 18 months ago. He was breaking 180 records left, right and centre in doing so, but he just didn't seem to have that power scoring at the flick of a switch like he sometimes can this evening. No, and that is alarming for him if he can't pick that up going into the next round. Because like you say, God, that is his game. You know, what how how he competes with the very best in the world is it's not it's not combination finishes, it's not it's it's not it's scoring. That's what he does. He consistently scores in a way where he is always in his opponent's legs. When his opponents have the dart, Simon Lowitlock's always in the leg because he's scoring so good and he finds those one eighties with such with such um, consistency. So it is something that against, a, again, with the greatest respect to his opponent today, when he comes across an opponent who is of a higher calibre, he's going to really, really need to step his game up, I think, or, or it could be a, a relatively short visit to the Palace. Yeah, you year. mean like his next opponent, Jose de Salza, who is one of the biggest scorers on tour <laughs> when he's at his free flow. But it's starting to perhaps is... find a little bit of form after he's recovered from COVID and injury and, and whatever else he's plagued his game for the last 12 months or so. Let's then hear from the Wizard and see what he had to say after his win. Uh, yes and no. I haven't had the best year. Like I've, I've played pretty good. I've, I've, missed, I've lost a lot of matches where I've had chances to win and that's probably reflect, reflected on my uh, rankings and stuff so yeah I've had a good I've, I've had an amazing you know I won the World Cup with Damo so you know like, that takes over from everything I like that I've had a rubbish year no actually I want a trophy I've had a brilliant year yeah. there we go <laughs> did win something did represent my country and won a World Cup right? it's not been all bad has it if he'd sat there and got up, it was the worst year of my career. I might have had a word to say about that, but he did correct himself. Yeah, he, he caught himself, didn't he, in that? 
yeah, talking of, well, strange years, shall we say, uh, I'm not sure where we, we, we'd class either of these two in terms of kind of year they've had. Adam Gaulas, uh, still incredibly young, still got plenty of time. This match effectively saving his tour card with a 3-2 victory over Richie Burnett reaching the World Championship uh, and his return after eight-year absence, I think, was the stat that was thrown around. Another three, uh, another five-set encounter in this one, um, but it is the young Czech Republic player getting the better of the Prince of Wales. In what was another entertaining watch, this one, it, it, look, mid-80s averages once again, which seem to be the, the flow of the tournament so far, right? You're going to get that when you've got international qualifiers in and, and whatever else. But these two hit at the same time. They missed at the same time. They both got a contrast in styles that just made it that more interesting to watch. You've got Richie Burnett with his gymnastics, however you want to call his action as well, that just makes it that little bit more watchable. And, and even when they are completely imploding and missing six darts, a double each in a leg or whatever, you're still intrigued to see how this one goes, not completely switch off from it like other games can potentially do to you. No, he, um, we could sometimes I think you could just you could remove the commentary and just have Richie Burnett as express Burnett's expressions in in as because they, they do they, his expressions pretty much sum up everything that a commentator could want to say about how the match is going. Um, yeah, re- thoroughly entertaining game. Probably the most entertaining, the most I'd been entertained by a, a game um, over the last couple of days. I really really enjoyed this one. Um, what I did think, though, to be completely honest, is that the every, every time it, I thought it looked like Richie Burnett was going to start pulling away and close this game out, he missed in a in a catastrophic way. Um, busting busting into the double fifteen was uh, I mean I'm going to say unforgivable, but bizarre. Uh, you know, didn't expect that. You know, if he's going to miss, that's not how I expected him to miss. Um, putting that first start into the double fifteen and and, and wasted near the two. Um, I just think every time an opportunity presented itself for him to either pull away or or really make it tight, he wasn't able to seize on that opportunity. And that, in the end, I think is what it, it cost him. He didn't get outplayed. You know in any great way by, by Gaulas. Um, Gaulas played very well, but Richie Burnett was in that game for pretty much all of it. And and it, and it was, it seemed very much on Richie Burnett when it went wrong. It, was, it wasn't that every now and again, Adam Gaulas found a gear to go to and pushed away from him. Um, it, it was Richie Burnett not just being, being not able to just finish what he needs to finish and get that job done. Yeah, and you still have to give credit to Galas for, for taking those opportunities, for stepping up to those moments, especially against somebody who does have the attention that, that Richie Burnett brings with him. And, and the and the presence on the stage as well yeah. has to be distracted. Like, it has to be a distraction. Mm-hmm. Just having somebody on the stage that is moving around in the way that he is and exaggerating everything in the way that he does, and 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 that is all part of what makes him great. And and I'm convinced it's what's helped him over the line in many, many, many matches because um, that's got to be a distraction. But he did seem to keep his, you know, Galas. You're right; he deserves credit because he kept himself very level. Didn't seem to get distracted at all by it, and 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 he did play very, very well. Um, he played a great game, but I don't think he was the better dart player overall in the match today. Um, I just think Richie Burnett couldn't seize the opportunities when he, when he was offered them. Yeah, and perhaps that's why we haven't seen Richie play to his very best in the PDC this year, coming through the qualifier to reach the World Championships rather than their on merit for the two, either of the order of merits. Uh, let's hear then from Adam Gaulas in his post-match press conference. I think a lot of people know uh, how I was feeling. Like uh, the last Pro Tour I won against Florian Hempel, I uh, hit 150, 130, uh, I don't know, uh, 96 checkout, and I was losing that uh, 1 0 and then made this. And, you know, uh, and I didn't know that uh, Jeffrey Deswan already lost, that I'm at the 32 uh, place to qualify for the. 
uh, for a world championship. Thank you for the uh, life order of merit to make this. That I was more stress, uh, stressful than uh, than normally. Yeah, uh, really happy. But now I can uh, just uh, focus on myself to maybe lose some weight because I'm too fat and <laughs> darts make me too fat. But yeah, I'm uh, really looking forward to, um, to my home, to my family, and especially to my mother who's uh, having the birthday today. So happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Mrs. Gaulas. Yeah, I mean, it's probably over by now because we're a little bit late. But yeah, happy birthday, oh, yes. Mrs. Gaulas, indeed. Yes. It was an interesting interview, wasn't it? I'm doing our head yeah, over there. Well, I've saved my tour card. We'll go again. Pretty much saved my tour card. We'll go again and I'll lose some weight because I'm fat because that's what this sport does to you. Brilliant. Absolutely loved it. Um, <laughs> he is now up to 60th in the tour card race. So that should be job done unless anything overly dramatic happens in the next few uh, weeks, shall we say. Uh, obviously, anything can happen in sport, but he'll just take on Ryan Searle in the next round. Uh, where do we go next? We close out the afternoon session with that match that we touched on before we went looking back at matches. It is the first time a seeded player has fallen in the second round so far in five attempts. Daryl Gurney beaten in straight sets by Alan Suter. And I, I think that's the thing to focus on here, Dan. It's not... Alan Suter beating Daryl Gurney at the World Championship is not the biggest surprise you've ever seen. Daryl would have started slight favourite because of his pedigree, two-time major winner... And he still does outrank Alan Suter on the on the order of merit and, and the world rankings. Suits has had a very, very good couple of months since he's tinkered with his equipment a little bit. He went back to his manufacturer. Um, they've got a new um, service that you can do basically me or you could rock up and do it where they analyze your throw with the barrels that you've got. They see which flights, stems, points and all that sort of thing are best for you. He's added points to his average. His 180s per leg has increased significantly. His doubling is better. Um, and to run away a 3-0 winner against Daryl Gurney is superb for Alan Suter. Yeah, it was very convincing, wasn't it? I, I'm, to be completely honest with you, I'm, I think it's because... I'm not sure how I missed this match when I did my predictions of, of seeds in trouble. Because in reality... Like I think you know, this this was clearly one of the um, one of the highlight seeds in trouble in 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 terms of the way that Alan Suter's been playing the years that the year that he's had. As you said, there he's um, he, he's certainly tinkered with his equipment slightly, which has given him a bit of an edge. But no, he he, he played incredibly well. Alan Suter he got the job done. Like you said, very quickly, three 0 very comfortable. Um, Kearney, it was a funny one because. Like in, he he hit more than double the one eighties that that Suter hit, um, matched him all but one for one forties and 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 edged him out on the tongue. Plus, he like he he played well, um, but right things at the right time, I suppose, and set play. That's that's what it is. You know, it, it, it's it's just Alan Suter being being able to close out the throws he did and 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 get them sets done and three 0 it's it's it doesn't look more generous than it is because he did the job and it, and, it, and he came through it very well. But Alan Suter, I think, is is one of the most dangerous players outside of the top sixteen. Um, well, outside of the top thirty-two, to be got to be honest, because that's where he is. Um, definitely one of the most dangerous players outside of there, as he's shown today. Um, we know he likes to run in a, in a tournament on the telly as well. Um, he's good value in terms of. You know the the fan following that he brings along. Um, it, it, yeah, I, I thought I was really pleased with the way that came. The one sixty was was glorious. Um, nice. If you're going to win three 0 you might as well throw something else for the highlight reel. Um, you know, give Sky something to work with when they uh, when they have to put a montage together. The one sixty was absolutely superb. But yeah, absolutely top performance from Alan Suter. Really, really, really good stuff. Yeah, I mean, we saw every leg possible in a 3-0 match. It was 3-2, 3-2, Gurney leading 2-1 in the second and third set before Suits reeling off what he needs to do. The second set, he fires in his second 110 of the set before winning the decider. Then the third set, he goes back-to-back 15 darts to get over the line. Like, there isn't an awful lot Gurney could have done in those moments. Like, that is sensational darts. Back-to-back 15s, I think 
one of them should have been a 12 potentially, and then he fires in the 160 for the match as well. It was just those key moments that Alan Suter got the better of, and perhaps that's his form over the last few months, and perhaps that may have even been that little bit of match stage practice yesterday, because obviously that is the thing that a lot of the round one players do have an advantage as well. Alan Suter can just settle in and is confident he can produce those couple of moments exactly when he needs them. The performance was better than it was yesterday. Now he gets to go away pick that up even more and go again in the third round. Let's hear then from Alan Suter and see what he had to say after this victory. I've been thinking about it for two years, but um, it's not my decision, is it? Gary's still number two and he's, he's a lot a lot higher than me, so it, it just depends. I didn't get to play in it last year because, quite rightly, Hendel went to defend his title and I was glad he did, but um, if I can play for Scotland in the PDC to back up what I'd done in the WDF, then that would be... An absolute massive moment for me. I would love to. One day, Barzi might give us some context here about what clip we're about to see. Yeah, well, we're, really... we're going to have a chat about the World Cup. I think we can, yeah, uh, brilliant. Off just to just the, uh... that curveball in in a show where we've got eight matches to review, eight matches to preview, clips for seven ready so far, and God knows else what to come. However, let's move on to the evening session. As I said, Slightly delayed start to this one due to the World Cup, and it will be the same again tomorrow. Uh, we started the evening um, with a match that could have been over 3-0, I think. I, I don't think that's harsh to say, but a superb comeback from Lisa Ashton threatened to produce her first win up on the Alexander Palace stage. However, Ryan Meikle shutting the door firmly in a fifth and final set, getting the job done 3-2, Dan. Yeah, um... I think Mika, Mika looks very, very solid in those first two. Um, really comfortable. Uh, you know, Lisa did. Lisa picked some legs up and, and 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 threw some good darts. But Mika, in terms of the match, looked very comfortable. Um, it just seemed to ease off the gas slightly um, and let Lisa back in. If I, if I'm really honest, at two one and at two all. I still didn't believe it was on. Like I, I still didn't quite think it was. Um, it, it, it was good. It was going to happen for Lisa tonight. Um, and then I, I think after easing off the gas, Mikkel did just put his foot back down at, at the right time. Thankfully for him, because I think if he'd have stayed where he was in 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 those in legs three and four, then that could have gone very very tight. Um, and and really could have gone toss of a coin. But he just managed to pick himself. Back up at the right point. I think I think both players played well. Lisa, as ever, gave a good account of herself. Played played really well, and and, and as we said, the, the, the comeback to two all was was great. Didn't didn't throw anything amazing, but but found her a game in spells, um, which was great. Mika, I think I think he did he did well. He looked, he was he was going to be up against it tonight. He was up against the crowd. Um, he was up against the stress of being. On stage in that environment, playing a female player like I don't care what anybody says, it's it's in his head. I don't. I one hundred percent. All these people are saying that it's not, and it's it's not. It's in his head, and the crowd are on him. Um, and 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 for for a young lad, uh, and he is still quite young in in terms. I think he, he held it together quite well, and he did a good job to get back on task after straying a little bit. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, the one thing I will say is that to a piece, I did feel like Lisa had a real fighting chance. I didn't expect that final set to go 3-0. And at that point, if it just got a little bit tight and a little bit edgy in that set, if Lisa picks up a leg or, or forces it to a decided mm -hmm. leg at that point, I think she's got a fantastic chance. Not obviously because she's got legs on the board, but just because of the things you mentioned about it gets tense up there. The crowd will be on Lisa's side. The plenty there that are willing her, her over the line because of what she's done in the game to finally get that win up on stage uh, in on the PDC World Championship. Um, however, like I said, <clears throat> a good job from Ryan Meikle in the end, holding off that comeback. Possibly could have been off stage a little bit sooner, but uh, will probably be better for that, for the experience. Wasn't moved at his pace at any point as well. I thought that he's, despite everything going on, he still managed to dictate how quick he wanted to play the game. And I think that's, I'd, as a, as an opponent, I'd be frustrated as hell from that. But as somebody watching Ryan and going, actually, you won't be moved at such a young age in a, in a relatively short career so far, 
is refreshing to see that he's not just dragged up by everybody else and, and caught up in what they're trying to do. No, definitely. I thought I think he, he held it together. I said he had a I, I, he, oh, I he slipped off the gas a little bit. It did, didn't it didn't really fall apart for him or anything like that. Just slipped off the gas enough to to let Lisa get back in. Um, but he didn't, as I said, yeah, you're right. He didn't look like it was putting him off what he wanted to do. Um, he did seem to to stick to his plan, um, played the game he wanted to play, and it's obviously come good in the end, even if it did get a little bit edgy in points. Yeah, let's then hear from the barber himself, Ryan Miko, after his 3-2 victory over Lisa Rashton. So, um, but like I say, if you lose, you set up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. To lose, so you're going to get all over the news, all over everything. So there's, all, there's always a little bit of pressure, but um, lucky, you know, I spoke to Michael over the last few months, and um, I just got to believe in myself. I think, you know, I'm good enough to be here, and lucky enough, I think I snuck through. As an MVG, spoke to. Yeah, I don't want to say too much, but um, <laughs> after Michael beat me at Minehead, I had a good chat with him and Jason. Um, you know, he told me a few things which I don't think I knew before what I need to do. You know, a bit more confidence, and um, yeah, I think it paid off tonight at two all when I was under pressure. I think it come out. Interesting. Yeah. Get, get, there are worse people in the world to get advice from than Michael no, Van just in terms of what he referenced really quickly on in terms of confidence on stage and doing things, you know, I think that I think links probably into everything we alluded to before in, in that what it did. So it seems like whatever advice he was given, if he, he was able to put it into practice and, and, it, and it looks like what, what got the job done for him today, which is great. Yeah, it does. On to the next one then. And it was a comfortable in the end, I'm going to say. Victory for Cameron Menzies over Diego Portela. A 3-1 victory in sets. None of the sets go in the distance. They're all won by a 3-1 margin. Uh, what a piece Diego fought back to get into the match. But it, it felt like, despite being that little bit more erratic and just the way that, that Cameron Menzies can be up on stage, he still didn't feel like Diego had enough in the tank to go at Cami. If Cami was going to... If, if Menzies was going to lose this match, it was going to be on Menzies making even bigger mistakes than what he was making instead of the performance of Diogo at that point. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that from the first leg, certainly within two legs, um, I didn't think he was he was in um, in in with a chance. I did. I mentioned it to my my missus who was sat watching that, and and I, I, I'm a bit of a fan of Diogo. I quite, I quite like him. I think he's a funny guy. Um, and but after a couple of legs, I just thought, oh, he's, he's not, he's, his game isn't where it needs to be tonight. Um, and and there were spells where I thought, so Camp uh, Menzies could have, Menzies was far, far from his best tonight, way off what, what he should be putting in as a performance on the Ali Pali stage. Um, but Diogo's performance wasn't. High enough, as exactly as you say, to capitalise on that. And Mendes would have had to start, he'd have had to just drop off to start only throwing two darts, I think, um, in order for Portella to, to sort of really, really threaten. It was, yeah, a very one sided game. Um, but again, Mendes is another player that is going to have to really, really step the level up when he, as, he, as he moves through to the next round because he won't get away with another one of them again. I mean, we know he's got the level. On paper, this match 
comes out a lot closer than what it is. And it's not us being disrespectful to Diogo there. Um, averages 85, 83, both hit four 180s, etc. Both one ton plus. Both, well, Cammy's 19 darts at double, he's at 10. Portella, 18 darts at double, he's only at six of them. So, look, he's a similar amount of opportunities, but you didn't feel like he had it in him to, to take him and, and, and push on. And we know Menzies has got a better game in him. First of all, WDF World semi-finalist earlier on in this year, which is quite really? a niche thing to say in, the, in this yeah, era. Really. I shouldn't, it's just amazing how that actually unfolded. We saw him push Mark Van going very, very close in, in Minehead as well just a few weeks ago. We know he has a better level than what he produced tonight. But, and as I suspect what this interview might say, is it was all about just getting a win. Yeah, and and that that's what it was. But he 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 was he was all. In fact, I think he almost outdid Richie Burnett for sort of exaggerated, you know, facials on the stage and 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 bashing himself about and and getting getting all lively with it. So, but it, it was almost like he knew the performance wasn't quite there. He was trying to drag it out of himself. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he's what he's got to say about that. Let's hear then. Let's see what Cameron Menzies has to say in the longest clip by some way that we're going to play for you this evening. Uh, I'll take the win. wasn't wasn't pretty. wasn't class. wasn't good. wasn't uh, It was a battle. Um, not proud of the win as in the way I played, but it's all about the win. And to me, that's the most important thing. I've got a long way to push up for that because if I play that against Vincent, I'll be, I'll be down the road. So. I need to play a lot better than that. I felt good, played poor. Maybe get involved too much in the crowd, maybe going towards the stage, maybe just an experience that level. But I won. I'm chuffed the bit still in. Got it how I play because I haven't played pretty decent recently. But it's all about W. I wish I could actually be less emotional and be sensible. Like for instance, when I played Josh Rock, I was in the zone. When I played Van Gerwen, I get caught in the hype a wee bit because it's Van Gerwen to me. It's a bit surreal playing these guys on stage. So I sometimes get involved with the crowd and stuff. So maybe that's maybe a bit of an experience at my level. I do believe if I want to become a top player, I need to learn how to deal with those consequences and, and push forward and be more sensible. Can I think sometimes I get involved with the crowd. I don't mean to, but it's just because I don't. It feels weird being here since I've played darts since a young boy. This is my dream so I'm very lucky to be here and sometimes I need to realise that I deserve to be here I see the thinking I'm lucky to be here and hopefully in the future I can be more sensible be more focused and don't get involved with the crowd but it's easier said and done when you've you've watched this for since you're 10 12 13 year old I'm, it's a dream for me this playing here at Ali Pali like I've I, I wish I can I wish I can explain to people how it feels I've played football I've, I've I work, but this is my dream then. Same as a lot of people, this is the dream. Made me chuckle. You know, he's like, I really shouldn't get involved in the crowd. I need to change the people. So there's just a little bit of a smile coming from the side of his mouth where it just goes, I'm saying all the right things here. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. There's a moment in his mind that's going on about involving in the crowd. He's going, do you know what? I love that moment. He's not about to change at all, is he? Yeah, all, I'm, I'm literally sat there watching that and thinking to myself, absolutely no chance at all. Is he going to follow through on anything at all that he's suggested? Like, absolutely not. He's going to continue doing exactly the same thing. And, and long, you know, and great, you know, because if he if he's doing that and he's playing the way he plays as well, he's a, that is his box office. You know, he's great. When, when he's on form and, and he's playing his A-game, he's an unbelievable dark player. And if he can do that and entertain at the same time, then, you know, he's, he's going to make a big name for himself. And, and, and long may it continue, absolutely. Long may it continue indeed. Something else that may continue for a very, very long time is the career of Josh Rock, uh, the world youth champion in his debut PDC season. Uh, wins on debut at the Alexandra Palace, a 3-1 victory over Jose Justicia. Um, not the ton-topping, swashbuckling performance, perhaps, that we, we've known from. Josh on the Pro Tour this year, but to settle in at a World Championship against what is quite a tricky encounter in that first round, by the way. Justicia is absolutely no mug up on that stage whatsoever. Um, 
a, a solid victory for the young Northern Irishman. Yeah, a, a, a sort of a match of two halves, really, even even though it finished 3 1. Um, and, and Rock did pick up that first set. He, he, I mean, you could see the way his approach to it was, you know, his, the, the, that look on his face coming off on the first break. He, I've never seen anyone so furious having won a set. Um, he was absolutely, he, was, he seemed furious with his own performance. Um, certainly after the second one, not a happy boy at all. Um, but in those second two sets, whilst not hitting the, you know, the, the, the box office, quick everybody look, it's the future of darts levels that we've seen in there in, in recent tournaments on TV and on the floor, he certainly did show in those second two legs that he was the best man in that match and, and the better dart player on the night. You know, there, there was... It was relatively easy. Even when he won that first set, he wasn't convincing. Um, that second half of the match, he was he was by far the better player. Um, he just had too much for Justicia, and 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 he and he did in the end manage to just put some distance between him. But and I think that's probably a good thing for him. It's um, he he seems to have gone through. Whilst let's be honest, he wasn't real adversity. You can't really say someone's gone through adversity being one nil up. Um, but he was clearly on a stage not comfortable, not happy with his own game, not happy with the way he was throwing, and and and, and has managed to get his head together enough to a point where he lifts his level, um, lifts his average, starts to finish what he expects to finish, and 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 dispatches his opponent. So I think that's a really um, a really good sign. Um, he's not going to get away with it next week, starting slowly. Because um, he did start slowly, it's not what Josh Rock generally does. He doesn't start slowly, but he did tonight. I don't think he'll get away starting slowly next week. I think you're right. And do you know what? Part of it, I think, might be that eagerness to impress. There is a lot of attention on Josh right now. He's done a lot of pre-match, yeah, pre-pre-match with Polly and everything. You know, there's a yes. lot of cameras, isn't there? There was the whole Sky montage about the next generation where you got Bo and, and Josh playing. Obviously, we saw Bo exit the tournament last night. Fifth favourite for the World Championships in a tournament you've never even played on when you've won a pro tour. <laughs> you've got very, very little TV experience, but every single person involved in the sport is going, this is the guy. Is there an eagerness to just impress that little bit too much against Jose to start with? And actually, after uh, like, right, what are you doing? Just just play your game and you're going to win this and, and just get the W rather than announce yourself to the world of 106 average and go, yeah, look at me. Because I feel like that's been building up a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I was, I, had, I, I, I like him, I rate him highly as a dance commentator, I think. But Mardle did, did a piece on comms where he was... He was likening the debut season of Rob Cross to the debut season of, of Josh Rock and talking about how uh, sort of he'd had a, Josh Rock had comparatively had a, a bit of an underwhelming year. But, but again, I just think he, that's probably the... It's, there's nothing wrong with the way he started the tournament. You know, he, 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 does he really want... like you know Would, would banging 106 average in winning 3-0 tonight have been the right thing for Josh Rock? In, you know, in terms of the pressure that that would bring, the three different extra interviews he'd have to do, the montage before his next game against Callum Reds, all the other bits and pieces that are going to be in place anyway, that would have just been 10 times more. That This match might offer a, 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 even just a slight opportunity for, for Josh Rock to just stay beneath the radar a, a little bit in terms of the general darts viewer on the TV that, that doesn't really, um, you know follow to the extent that a lot of our folks in the chat room do. Yeah. I mean, let's hear then from Josh Rock, see what I'd say after that performance, and we'll catch up with the guys. In the, uh, one more after that, and then we'll do a quick chat room catch-up, and then we'll get involved uh, with our predictions for the rest of tomorrow. Uh, I say Josh Rock. There he is. Let's hear from him. believe now. Of course, that's, that's the monkey off my back. It's hard to win your first game when you've never played in that stage before. Doesn't matter if you have practice starts behind the scenes or whatnot, but whenever there's a full crowd, and doesn't matter who you're playing, you need to play your game. I'm confident now because that's the monkey off my back. So whatever happens, happens. But I know for next time, the bit different Josh Rock on that stage because there's no pressure on me anymore.
I love his confidence. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I've won one now. I'm going to win the tournament. It's basically what he's just said there. Fair point. <laughs> so, fair play to Josh for that one. Uh, on to the final match of the evening. Uh, and my site that I've been using for the stats of this one has disappeared. But it was a 3-0 victory for Dimitri Vandenberg. Straight sets over Lawrence Alagan. I thought this one was perhaps a little bit tighter than it actually than, than the result shows. Three uh, 0 that second set, Alagan firing in one twenty to level up at two apiece. But Dimitri just showing his class when he needs it. Tinkered with his darts setup, gone to something that perhaps resembles his darts that he won the world match play with, and has had his recent TV success. Um, and it, it clearly showed tonight, Dan. There was just an air, a, a coolness about Dimitri, a, a quiet confidence, and a, a big celebration when he hit the 164 to win the match, just outdoing Alan Suter by four points from earlier on. Yeah, it, it it was I mean that the 164 was amazing. Like an absolute like beautiful, beautiful way, like lovely way to finish a darts match. Um yeah, I thought, yeah, it was underwhelming. Uh, the, in, in, if I'm honest, I, I think you're right in that it, elements of it were closer. Um, I didn't at any point think that we were going to see anything other than the scoreline we saw. If I'm really honest, um, I did think Dimmy looked more comfortable than I've seen him look in recent times. Those darts definitely looked a lot more, a lot more comfortable for him. When he was missing, he didn't seem to be. Um, he didn't seem to be looking, you know, confusingly at the equipment, going like, why have you done this? I didn't want you to, you know, it, 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 it didn't seem to be pointing the finger there. So, yeah, I, I, I just think it was comfortable. You know, I, I, did, I, I, I wasn't particularly excited about it. Um, you know, Elagan had a great opening game. Um, he, he, played, he played very well. I think he did. He, he overachieved to come through his round one match, in my opinion. Um, I love to see him play. He's a bit of a character. The old cock of the leg when he gets up to the hockey is great to see. He's got a lovely action, but um, it was just levels today. And unfortunately, he's, he he has gone and played one of the best in the world and been beaten very comfortably. Um, three, it just is what it is. You know, it's hard to get too excited. But I think it's um, it's certainly on on you know on the other side of that it bodes very well for for Dimi, um, because. He's looking very comfortable with his new darts, and he hasn't for some months. I was really concerned with him turning up to these world championships with the darts he was throwing. Um, but now, you know, who knows? Yeah, I mean, when we did our predictions last night, myself and Charlie had been previously tipped off that a change of darts was coming, and he'd gone oh, much, much more good. similar to the unicorn. So I'm watching everybody firing again. Oh, by the way, Phil, am I allowed to say this yet? Oh, I'm predicting this because of this. I was like, oh, I'm changing, I'm changing, I'm changing. We, we knew that change was coming. And look, it certainly seems to have paid off for Dimitri. It wasn't a, a wholesale change that we've seen from Peter Wright, perhaps, when he will completely change shape or whatever. He's gone back to something that he's definitely more comfortable with and he does get over the line. Um, his interview isn't ready yet. I had a Snapchat about 20 minutes ago to say that he was still talking. Um, so we haven't clipped it up already as yet, as per Dimitri Vandenberg can and will do. Uh, but his interview will be available in full on the Online Darts YouTube channel where you are currently watching this show right now. At this point, a quick reminder to hit us up on socials, uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And we are on TikTok as well, by the way. So go over there and find us on there. We've got some new content planned for that in 2023. Uh, make sure you've hit like on the stream and subscribe as well to make sure you guys can get involved, make sure that you don't miss out on any of the content we've got planned for you over the rest of the World Championship. Uh, catching up in the chat room, it's great to see you guys are all in. Joe's in, he says, late one, this in it. Yep, tell us about it, mate. It's just gone 1am. We haven't even predicted any scorelines yet. G's been in and Tommy's been chatting throughout the evening. Uh, we've got Jesus Christ. I'm not sure that's your actual name, but we'll go with it. Uh, it says, in my country, like 3,000 people talks about this channel weekly. I know it ain't a lot, but I'm from Croatia. I only play with Boris Kirchmar. He plays again uh, tomorrow afternoon. So we're about to talk about him indeed. Um, we created a Facebook group, 2,000 members in two months, all discovered we love darts in this country. Great to see a PDC Zagreb. I wouldn't mind a trip to Croatia on the Euro Tour, Dan. 
Oh, that, I'd, I'd be well up for that, mate. Let's get it booked, 100%. Yeah. I mean, we definitely don't have that power or ability, but when it does happen, we'll hit you up and we'll go for a beer because that's, that's what we do. Absolutely. Sorted. Right, let's look ahead to tomorrow night. Um, I said this for the last two nights, and then I've probably been worse at it than the people I've been sat predicting with. I think we should just go score lines, Dan, because it is five past one. We have already been chatting for 50 minutes. Just name and who wins by how many sets. Uh, first match in the afternoon, uh, Madders Razma against Prakesh Jiwa. Uh, Razma, three, one. Chat room, get involved as well, folks. I'll try and catch up with some of you guys as quickly as possible. I'm going to go 3 0 in this one. Uh, I thought Prakesh was playing pretty well in the seniors, but I wasn't impressed by what I saw in the Moda Super Series last week. Uh, Tommy Tornado says Razma, three, one. I'll catch up with the rest of very, very shortly. Match number two, Carol Sedler checking against Raymond Smith. Good, good match, this one. Yeah, um, this one, a little bit tighter. Uh, oh, do you know what? Why, Smith, 3 2. I'm going to say. I'm a talker. I struggled just to go word and score. I have to really hold I literally that. went, yeah, Dan, let's just do score lines. And I was like, oh, yeah, this, because uh, G Word didn't do this. And I'm like, yep, Jack, shut up. You've literally it's just really done it. Yeah, I'm on the down and can't do that. <laughs> uh, in the chat room, we've got Smith 3 2 for Tommy, Rasma 3 0 for Harry, Smith 3 1, Smith 3 1. Uh, I'm going to say Smith as well. I'm going to say 3 1 in this one. Uh, match number three. Um, Luke Woodhouse against Vladislav Omelchenko. Um, I think I can do both of our predictions right here, right now. 3 0 Correct. Correct. I, that's no disrespect to Vladislav. If no, you go back no, and no. catch up with our Matt Porter interview previously, um, I'll tell you everything you need to know. Uh, on to the final match of the evening. I'll, I'll let you talk about this one, I think, because this is the seeded one and this is quite a big matchup. Damon Hetter, Adrian Lewis. Uh right. This is this will this will stir it. Adrian Lewis will win this match. Yeah. Not only will he win this match, he's gonna win this match 3 0. I'm I'm You you premeditated that as well, haven't you? You knew this one was coming. Yeah, I'm I'm confident mate. I, so Adrian Lewis had me buckled laughing the other day. Like his interview the other day was amazing on stage. Um asked me to the different compared to uh, Polly asked it, compared him to Raymond Van Barneveld, and his quick response of, yeah, but the problem is I'm a real athlete, which I thought was amazing. But what it is, is Adrian Lewis looks, he looks completely comfortable, and he, and he looks like, he just looks very happy, and, and in the mood to play darts on stage with a crowd. And, and that isn't where I think Damon Hetter is at all. Damon Hetter's floor game, amazing. We know he can do it on the stage. I mean, I, all this thing about Damon, Damon Hetter on the stage, like, I think we'll go back to Simon Whitlock earlier, won the World Cup this year. That was on a stage. Like, he's, he's not always losing on a stage. Yeah. Um, I just think, yeah, I think I, I, I really, I think AD's got, I've, I've talked about AD for about 18 months. <clears throat> Last year, I saw him at Minehead and really thought he was going to go on and win it uh, when I watched him play. Didn't quite do it, but I still think he's got something left in him. I don't think he's going to win the tournament, but I think he's got a run in him this year. Um, and I think he, yeah, I just think he bosses that one for me. Um, I am, um, I too am going to go Lewis, but not quite as comfortable. I'm going to say he wins this one 3 2. I, I, I agree with everything you said about how comfortable he looks. And that was the same thing that people were saying about Barney just wandering around the corridors of Wolverhampton with a smile on his face as he yeah. took out Gerwin Price twice in a venue that Gerwin Price just does not lose in. Um, and, and everything else that comes with it, yeah. I thought he looked very, very steady uh, the other day as well. Um, in his like, Daniel Larson 3 2, 93 average, wasn't massively pushed by Daniel. I think he's got an extra gear there as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go Adrian Lewis as well. And I think we do lose our second seed tomorrow afternoon uh, into the evening session. This, I was having this debate with my brother, by the way, who isn't as big a darts fan as me, but he's starting to get there. He's starting to play a bit. He was hating on this session, something rotten. Oh, it's my favorite session so far. 
I think this is a fantastic you little session. This is my, this is my favourite session yeah. so far. In like, definitely, it, the, I'm really excited for tomorrow night. It's gonna be amazing. I think it's such a fantastic little session. I think there's, there's just intriguing yeah. levels. Lord. Oh, it's just a bit crap, isn't it? And I'm like, no, it's just not. It's great. It's a brilliant session. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah, so he's definitely not asleep about 20 yards that way, but 20 yards, my house is not that big. Big Um, yards that way. Um, But I think basically at 10 past one in the morning, uh, we start the afternoon session uh, with Mike Dedecker against Jeff Smith. Uh. Oh, quick uh, score. Uh, Jeff Smith, three, two. I'm going to deck a three one. I think the levels he's produced this year is just a little bit better. Um, second game up, Scott Williams against Ryan Joyce. Uh, I've got to keep it. No, I've got to keep it. So for me, this is a toss of a coin. It's a three for me. It's three two either way. I've got to stick with the. North East massive, and I will go Joyce 3 2, but toss of a coin, really. I think 3 2 either way. I'm going Joyce as well. I really, really want to back Scott Williams and I want to back him 3 1 as well. But I just think his A game, I think, is better than Ryan Joyce's. But I just think he's going to be Scott Williams for too long instead of be a dart player for too long? Uh, That's the risk, is that what we've seen from him on stages and, you know, this is the biggest stage and the biggest event and and, and we could see more of that than ever before. And and Ryan Joyce won't acknowledge any of that. He'll just stand there and throw darts at the board. And double 16 probably, across his body in the weirdest fashion you've seen, yeah. He'll probably average just over 90 and will probably grind it out if Williams isn't on point. Yeah, 3-1, Joyce, for me. Uh, the all-North American battle, I'm not sure when the last time we would have seen one of these in the World Championships was, uh, but it is Matt Campbell against Danny Baggish. Love this match. Hate the fact that Danny Baggish isn't coming out to Real American, the Hulk Hogan entrance music. I'm furious about that. However, uh, this is, I can only see this going one way, and I think it's a Matt Campbell 3-1. I agree. Um, I think Matt, we've known about Matt Campbell's level for a while. We saw what Danny Baggish can do when he did beat Eddie Lewis. Not really sure he's kicked on. Campbell's TV game and and form has just gone up and up and up recently. I think he wins this one 3-1 as well, to be honest. I love his throw. I think it's absolutely mustard. And on to the final game of the evening session, and it is Nathan Aspinall, the seeded player, in action against Boris Kirchmar. How do you see this one going? Oh, I just it's it's really difficult to not. Uh, I appreciate we've got some 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 country yeah, some country bias in the chat room this evening, but it's very 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 difficult, isn't it, to not back Nathan at the minute. I think if Nathan Aspinall was playing anybody outside of the top four at the minute, I'd back Nathan Aspinall. Um, so for that reason alone, on form and pedigree, it is a Nathan Aspinall. And unfortunately, I think it's going to be a Nathan Aspinall 3-0. If, if Kirchmar plays the way he did the other night, or afternoon, sorry, then yeah, 100%. He's so much better than what we saw when he beat Torres Azuki. Yeah, three. you're right. You are. So, so much better. And because of that, I am going to give him a set, I think, is, is where I'm trying to get yeah, to that. I'm going to say 3-1 uh, to Nathan Aspinall. Like I said, Nathan's just got that bite back in his game, hasn't he? He's just got that toughness, that, that snarl back in his game, I think is the way to describe it. Um, it just means he is set for a run here, I think. Definitely. And that brings the end to tonight's show a big big thank you to everybody in the chat room for joining us especially at this late hour really do appreciate you joining us and if you're listening back we hope you have enjoyed the show big thank you to everybody in the chat room uh to dan for joining me if you haven't done so already do remember to hit that like on the stream and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on any content interviews are available in full on our youtube channel that will include Dimitri Vandenberg once it's edited and finished. And don't forget to head over to our website for all our latest previews, reviews, and roundups of all of the action. Uh, Before we do go, a quick well done 
uh, to my former university adversary, uh, University of Sheffield graduate Adam Warner, who has just won uh, the Moda Super Series week number Ooh. seven on debut after winning Group A. He's just beaten Alex Moore in the final as well. Um, I believe there's a few of the Sheffield Junior boys down there celebrating with him as well. So oh, big well cool. done to you boys. Shame you never managed to beat my team in the Uni League, but that's a fantastic achievement from Adam putting university darts on the map. And now he gets to go back to finals week at the end of January. So well done, buddy. Really proud of you. Uh, must have been that quarterfinal I let you win in the Nationals a couple of years ago. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. We really do appreciate it from myself and Dan. It is one big thank you, and we'll speak to you very, very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 